Welcome to Food Marketing Nerds, your weekly serving of marketing advice and industry insights with the smartest minds in the business. Here's your host, Alex Osterley. Howdy, nerds. On the show today, we are jumping into some do's and don'ts of social media video. With how aggressively social platforms change and release new features, we brought on Matt Osterley, manager of video production at our own Blue Bear Creative, to talk through the latest best practices relevant to food marketing on social media in 2020. If you're looking to up your content game on social, this episode offers plenty of practical insights on how to set your videos up for success. So let's get after it. Matt, my brother from the same mother, welcome to the show. Alex, good to be here and good to be your brother as well. <laughs> so tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, so I am the lead of the video department at Blue Bear Creative. I've been doing that for about four and a half, five years. And really for as long as I can remember, you know, video has been my passion. I grew up making short films, little silly videos, and just been passionate about it for a long time. And before I worked at Blue Bear, I was making marketing videos for a small edibles company in Colorado, doing a cooking show actually, and did that to drive sales and create interesting ways to use the product. And that's led me to where I am now. So obviously not all video is created equal, especially on social, but what is it that marketers, whether it's in the food and beverage industry or not, really tend to get wrong about video on social? Uh, you're definitely correct about that. Not all video is created equal, <laughs> unfortunately. I think the thing that brands tend to get wrong when they're making video on social is that they're speaking at the consumer. They're trying to be a little bit too ad heavy and inauthentic, really trying to be too highly produced and trying to take things a little too seriously too. Social is definitely supposed to be more fun. You can use it for a lot of things, but I think it's a little bit more lighthearted than it is like a TV commercial. And I think that a lot of brands kind of take the advertising side a little bit too seriously. I think a lot of the brands are really not taking advantage of what social is trending towards. And it's trending more towards being viewed on mobile. And that is a huge thing that brands are not taking into account, really making their videos tailored to social media and tailoring their videos to mobile specifically. For instance, Facebook has 100 million hours of videos viewed per day, and 65% of those views all come from mobile, and 85% of those users don't watch the video with the sound. So when you're thinking about how you're going to create your video, you should be thinking mobile first. And what that means is framing your video for mobile to take up more screen real estate on a vertical phone. So instead of doing a 16 by nine video, which is your wide aspect ratio, which you would see normally on a television, you're thinking about more of a one by one, the square aspect ratio, or the best performing that we've seen is a four by five for in feed because that takes up the most screen real estate. It takes two thumb swipes to get past a four by five, as opposed to a half thumb swipe to get by a 16 by nine. Most social platforms, especially especially Instagram, unless you're doing Instagram TV, that's another topic, is you can't really turn your phone to landscape to get this full screen video opportunity. And even when users are capable of doing that, we've seen that a lot do not. Maybe it's laziness, maybe it's preference, but a lot of users prefer to use their phones in the vertical aspect ratio. And that's why you're seeing apps like TikTok becoming very popular. There's other reasons for that as well. But Instagram taking up the reels and taking up all of that screen real estate, it's just more visually pleasing and tailored to mobile. And there's a lot of other things that go along with that, like thinking about tailoring your video to 
what your audience is on social. And millennials and Gen Z tend to be a very large part of that audience. And they're used to seeing something for two seconds, three seconds scrolling right by. So when you're making a video for social and mobile specifically, you want to have that hook, that instant attention to drive the ad recall and also keep your viewer on that video. So when you're making your videos, you're tailoring your videos for this, you should be thinking about how can I garner attention in the first three seconds? And that is really gonna vary from what type of video are you doing? Are you doing long form? Which on social, long form is really anything over 20 or 30 seconds because that's almost an eternity when it comes to the attention span of the average social media user, which is why you have to have that instant attention in the first three seconds. Grab their attention, make a teaser that teases what's gonna happen later on in the video so your viewer is hooked right away and wants to watch that video throughout. Plan your video so that your most visually interesting or beautiful shot comes first because first impressions matter. First video impressions matter. Humor is a great tool to use to drive that interest. If you're able to grab the attention in a big way in the first three to five seconds, then you're going to see a higher viewer retention. And short form video, your entire piece has to be visually interesting. And we're talking about videos that are anywhere from three seconds to 15. Now, three might sound very, very short, but like I said, the average attention span is around three seconds to really get someone's attention. So a lot of brands are now doing a three second style video where it might be a repeating GIF or just a video that on most platforms, if you keep it under 10 seconds, will automatically repeat. And when you're doing more of the short form videos, thinking about the entire piece being visually interesting and exciting, whether it's cinemagraphs or a video that has animation overlays on it, cool special effects, which is a little bit higher production value, or even unique camera movements, which can be done in iPhone, whether it's a pan or a quick zoom, just keeping that pacing and the interesting aspects coming quickly and coming early. Because even if you do hook someone in the first three to five seconds, if your video is 30 seconds, 60 seconds, you're having to keep the interest high every five, 10 seconds because you're pretty much winning your followers attention at every moment of the video. Pacing is is really big when it comes to that as well. And just planning for that ahead of time is huge. When it comes to the concepting phase, making sure to storyboard out specifically what your timing is going to be and how you're going to grab their attention is very important. And usually when we are planning out exciting and visually interesting things, we tend to lean more towards starting with that. How can we make this interesting right away as opposed to finding a concept and working backwards? So, I mean, beyond that, making sure that your videos have a brand link that doesn't feel like it's in your face. So bringing the brand in early and often is definitely something that you want to consider, but also not throwing it in people's face. I think that a lot of brands tend to think that the branding has to be front and center at all times. And that's very off-putting for a lot of social media users out there because they can sniff an ad out from a mile away. But you also want to create that brand link in a way that is subtle enough, but still make sure when someone's watching this video, they know it's your brand's video. Like I'd stated before, making sure your video makes sense with the sound off. A lot of users do not watch videos with sound on, or they at least start the video with sound off before they choose to continue watching and turning the sound on. So you need to plan your video to make sense, obviously, with the sound on, but 
you need to make sure that when you're watching the video, it still communicates the same message when there's no sound on. So I think something that is easy to lose track of when you are marketing on behalf of a brand or as the brand is, especially on social, you're not just competing for attention with your competitors within the industry. It's really you're competing for people's attention next to the funniest meme accounts and next to ESPN and all the other accounts that people could follow, not to mention friends and family, which the algorithms prioritize. So is there a type or a theme of video relevant to 2020 that tends to perform best on average or is it really situation? I'd say it's really situational. Any content that garners more engagement is always going to be featured higher. It's going to be shown more on all of your followers' feeds. There's plenty of ways to do that. But anything where you're kind of splitting your audience or naturally getting your audience to engage by commenting or sharing with their friends, those tend to do very well. I would say that the easiest way to hack that, and I say that with large quotation marks, is having humor. Because humor is one of the aspects of the most shared pieces of content on social in general, whether that be your friends, a meme account, or buy a brand. The humor side of things that people care about very current pop culture playing off of a really popular or talked about event is always going to relate more to your users and being on the bleeding edge of social and the trends. If you're really a fan of social media and you use social media a lot, it's not too hard to see a trend starting to arise and take advantage of that and being really quick to be one of the first brands or just hop on a trend before it becomes old news. Those tend to be shared a lot and get favored more by the social media platforms. Specifically, when you're talking about Facebook, Facebook Live or Instagram Live tend to do a little bit better because Facebook wants to feature those more. They're trying to get their newer features like Facebook Live, even though it's not new at this point, they're trying to get their new features to gain as much traction as possible. So Instagram is a great platform to take examples from. If you think about most recently, the Instagram Reels, they have a large stake in the game to make Instagram Reels a big part of their platform. So what are they going to do? They're going to feature Instagram Reels more readily on the feed or readily in Discover. So really taking advantage of those new features and new trends that especially Instagram is doing because they're growing so fast. That is where you're seeing a lot of engagement with brands. Then you're going to be featured more naturally, more readily by Instagram itself because they also have a stake in the game in getting their reels out there, getting their Instagram TV out there still to this day. But I'd say just being on the bleeding edge of those things, when something new comes out, make sure to take advantage of that, not necessarily leaning all the way in, but making sure to start thinking about how you can use that. Maybe if something's a short 15 second video, then actually using that 15 second video in the reels. So when it comes to producing video for Facebook versus Instagram, are there differences in how to approach it, what to think about best practices? Yeah, most definitely. Well, first off, you have to think about what the platform is trying to feature the most. You have to think about what the actual platform is doing, how it's used, and what the audience is for each platform. So Facebook tends to be a little bit older of an audience. That tends to be like the 35 plus, the 40 plus. And Instagram tends to be a younger audience. 
and you have your best practices there who you're speaking to. Then you also have your best practices for what types of videos work for each. Longer form tends to work a little bit better for Facebook. There tends to be longer retention on Facebook, which is also due to the audience that you're speaking to. And on Instagram, the videos tend to be shorter and get right to the point, tend to be more humorous and and speak to that younger crowd. When you think about the actual videos themselves, yes, four by five is still the most engaging for mobile. But when you're speaking to a certain audience and using Facebook as a platform, 16 by nine is going to work a lot better for their platform is going to be used more on desktop as opposed to an Instagram, which is primarily mobile. So there are considerations there and how you actually make your video. But there are worlds where you can make a video that works on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, but that all takes a lot of planning and working on framing and, and cut downs. But you just need to think about what the platform is, is actually used for, who you're targeting, who the audience is that uses the platform, and why this certain video would work better for Facebook for your 35 plus versus for Instagram being more humorous and shorter with a four by five for your 30 and under audience. Are there any great resources that you consistently refer back to to learn tactics or about video or specifics about video when it comes to production for social content? Yeah, there's a ton of great resources out there. There is a podcast called Social Media Marketing Podcast that does a really good job. Uh, they touch on a lot of different aspects of marketing on social media, but they have a pretty large backlog of podcasts that speak specifically to different types of video marketing, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and all of those different platforms. That one is really good. If you're looking for video specifically, less applicable to social media, but more of the actual learning video and to get good inspiration for types of effects or easy ways to get higher production value videos for cheap. There is a couple channels on YouTube. Indie Mogul is very good. Parker Walbeck does a very good job as well. And now those aren't going to apply as much to the trends on social, but those are definitely helpful resources for getting some inspiration, learning how to do video, and can help someone who is kind of in the, the starting phases of creating video to learn some of the basics. And then on top of that, really just being on social is very big. What I can tell you from my experience is yes, a lot of these websites or different podcasts and everything, they will have very good advice and they will touch on trends, but there's no better place to learn about something than to actually be on that thing. So to actually be on TikTok, to actually be on Facebook, to actually be on Instagram and searching out those things, but also just being on there as a consumer and looking for what you like, taking inspiration from those posts and making them better and making them your own. Well, thanks for taking the time to share some knowledge with us. And uh, I will talk to you very soon, I am sure. Most definitely. I really appreciate you having me on. And that is going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us to the very end. Hopefully you learned a thing or two at least to take your video content up a few notches. Next week, we'll be chatting with David Kalfsons, who's the CEO of Calypso Lemonade. And we're talking about how he helped turn the company around into what is now the best-selling bottled beverage in the category. It's an awesome conversation with tons to learn. Until then, take care of yourself and stay nerdy. Food Marketing Nerds is a production of Blue Bear Creative. For interview transcripts and other downloadable resources, head to foodmarketingnerds.com.